Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast. I'm Dan Casper, and this is a podcast where we talk mostly sports, but hey, we'll talk about whatever else is on our minds. Outdoors, hobbies, movies, all the fun stuff. So sit back, grab a beverage, pull up a chair, and join me in the Man Cave for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Dan Casper here with you, as always. Appreciate you tuning in to a, uh, another episode of the podcast here. So, hey, I, I got a an email from... Uh, I'm going to do a little humble break here. And, you know, just, just that sort of thing. But uh, Good Pods has a, has a podcast chart, and we came in at number uh, 38 right now. We're at number 38 for the uh, top 100 sports podcasts out there. I don't know if that means anything. And you're like, 38? 38? But, you know, right above us is like Draymond Green at 37. Mike Gullett Jr. with DraftKings. I mean, those are a little bit bigger ones out there. So let's say, let's keep rising up with the charts, baby. Right? Let's keep this thing going. Let's keep it going. All right? So cool stuff right there. Oh man, what do we get? so we're gonna have a little fun with uh, this episode of the podcast? As I was thinking about you know what to, what to do this pod on and 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 all that sort of stuff. And I know last week we talked about hey we're gonna do some like quick hits and then we're gonna do like a main topic like a main course or or the feature presentation I think I called it and you know some uh, like closing statements or, or wrap it up I think I called it and I'm like ah, I might change. Well, guess what? Changing it up already. Now we'll get back to that uh, for for the next episode, but. There was a there was a article from NFL.com with the Aaron Donald contract uh, with him getting re-signed, right? And there was a thing where like the the media for NFL.com picked their top three defensive players of all time, and you know the, the question was whether Aaron Donald was was already into that conversation. So they made their top threes and all that. And I'm like, you know, we do this once in a while. You know, you're, you're all time starting uh, NBA teams in that, but I'm like, let's 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 revisit this a little bit let's kind of expand upon it so in this episode of the man cave podcast to get your uh debate shoes on to get your your bantering shoes on i've got my all-time nfl team major league baseball team nba team all right so that's that's where i'm at right now or that's though that's what this podcast is going to be about i'm picking my all-time nfl teams that's uh, quarterback, you know, you're starting 11 on offense, you're starting 11 on defense, and then a head coach. NBA, I went with your starting five, then uh, then your your second team, your f- next five guys on the bench, you're a head coach. Baseball, I went with manager, your position players, I put a DH on there, a starting pitcher, a relief pitcher, and then a closer. The thing is, what I try to do is, one, yes, I'm. It, this is my team, this is what I want, it's not necessarily – you know, maybe the greatest players at their certain positions. It's a mixture of of guys that I want on my team. Like, if I'm building a team, this is how I would build it, okay? I could easily put, you know, like for baseball, well, all the top home run hitters on there and do some long balls or, or anything like that. I kind of built it the way I wanted to build it, all right? It's just my way of building this team. It's not going to be, you know, some players will be like, well, that's not even the best player at that position of all time. It's my team. That's how I'm building it. So just to give a little debate and and that sort of stuff. So we're going to start off the the first segment of this podcast where I'm going to go through my uh, 
my my coach, or, uh, my, excuse me, my football team, my all-time NFL team. Coach, I'm going to go with Lombardi. Um, I'm just going to go with uh, Lombardi. Could go Belichick and all that, but yes, it may be a little bit of a homerism in me. But I'm a big Lombardi guy, and I have gone back and forth on the whole Belichick Lombardi one. I, I, I probably will continue to go back and forth on this whole thing, Belichick or Lombardi. I am still sticking with Vince Lombardi as my head coach for this team. I'm going to start on the defensive side because I'm going to make my quarterback the last pick on here because I know that's going to ruffle some feathers here. So defensively, got 11 on here. Also, I did a kicker and a punter too. But um, I got 11 on here, but I didn't go with the typical 4-3. I kind of went a little bit differently here. I went more with like a a nickel, okay, with like a 2-4-3-2, right? Two down linemen. Four, um, four linebackers, or if you want to call them edge rushers, that sort of thing. Um, then two line, you know, two like inside linebackers, three corners. You guys know what a nickel defense is and all that. So that's kind of how I built my team here. My team, I'm building it right. So edge rushers, I'm calling them edge rushers. I don't want to call them outside linebackers or defensive ends. I'm just going to call them edge rushers, kind of like how they're getting called uh, in, in today's game. Lawrence Taylor, easy pick, bingo right there. I went with Derek Thomas. I was kind of going back and forth between Derek Thomas and I love Kevin Green, third all-time sacks. But I think kind of I kind of think Derek Thomas gets uh maybe a little bit overlooked now in history. I mean, that dude when he was playing and when he was around, I mean, he was a dominant. Dominant for for the Chiefs over there. So, my two edge rushers, I've got LT and Derek Thomas. And I'm feeling pretty darn good about those two guys going after the quarterback, especially with who I've got playing on the line with them. Reggie White, Aaron Donald. I did go with Aaron Donald. You got the Minister of Defense, Reggie White, split some time, especially at the beginning part of his season, defensive line or a defensive tackle. You can play defensive end. Packers fans know that. But you can have a little bit of flexibility there with him and with Aaron Donald. I mean, you look at that front four right there. Oh, quarterbacks, they're going to be scared and chittering, lining up across from them. Then my linebackers, I went with Dick Butkus. And then Ray Lewis. Dick Buckus, Ray Lewis as my two inside linebackers there. So uh, corners, I went with three of them. All right. I went with three of them. Deion Sanders, prime time. Um, I went with uh, Dick Knight Train Lane. Very physical. His play style obviously wouldn't uh, probably, uh, well, let's just say it'd be frowned upon in today's game. And I went back and forth between two Woodsons, Rod Woodson, Charles Woodson. But I went with Charles Woodson. Again, my team, both converted to safety, right? Both converted from corner to safety later on in their careers. But I'm a big Charles Woodson fan, so I went with Charles Woodson. So I like that secondary. Dion, Night Train Lane, a little physicality. Woodson's a nice uh, mixture between the two, you know? Between like a, a physical Night Train Lane, Dion, maybe not as physical, but athletic in that, so... Dion Night Train Lane Woodson. Safeties, I went with Ronnie Lott, I think is one of the better defensive players of all time, which I was a little surprised at with that NFL article that nobody picked Ronnie Lott as a top three player, but hey, it is what it is. And then I went with Ed Reed as my other safety back there too. So defense, LT, Derek Thomas, Reggie White, Aaron Donald, Dick Butkus, Ray Lewis, Deion Sanders, Night Train Lane, Charles Woodson, Ronnie Lott, Ed Reed, and my punter, Easy Ray Guy. So there you go. All right, let's do the offense. I'm going to go in reverse order here. 
Uh, kicker, I just went with Adam Vinatieri. I mean, big-time moments throughout his career. Hard not to go with Adam Vinatieri there. Uh, offensive line, right tackle, I went with Forrest Gregg. Packers, all-time great right there. My right guard, I went with Gene Upshaw. And then I went with Jim Otto, a couple of Raiders right there at the interior of the offensive line. John Hanna, my left guard, Patriots. One of the, a lot of people consider the best guard in all of uh, NFL history right there. And then left tackle is easy. Anthony Munoz over there protecting the blind side. Tight end I thought about a little bit. Go Mike Ditka if you want to go a little bit old school. You can go Tony Gonzalez, kind of that, uh, you know, the, the, the converted basketball players, the tall, athletic, fast guys over there. I, you know, I was actually surprised with my pick. I went with Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski. And again, these are assuming that all these players are healthy, but you've got a big vertical presence with, with Gronk. Isn't afraid to get involved in the blocking game there, too. So, I mean, he's just a huge, huge mismatch. I went with Rob Gronkowski uh, for my uh, for my tight end here. I went with three wideouts instead of going with a running back and fullback. So I went with, of course, my guy, Don Hudson. I went with Jerry Rice, and then I went with Randy Moss. You've got route running. You've got speed. You've got height. You've got athletic freak. Ism, yes, I made up a word, but uh, Rice, Hudson, Moss, yeah, good luck, good luck covering those guys right there. So, my running back, I went with Barry Sanders, big Barry Sanders fan. Uh, I think if he would have played a couple more years, uh, probably maybe would be considered the best running back of all time, numbers wise. But that dude was special. That dude was special. A lot of fun to watch. Um, and then my quarterback, the easy pick would be Tom Brady. Look at the championships and all that sort of stuff. And I wouldn't argue with you if you put Tom Brady there. Call me a little bit of a homer. I went with Aaron Rodgers. I just went, I think Aaron Rodgers physically is more talented than than Tom Brady. You cannot, there's other, that's why the the best quarterback of all time debate is always going to be there. What do you value most? Is it championships? Well, you know, if football is the ultimate team game, you can't give all the credit to the quarterback. You know, it's a it's a back and forth there. Talent-wise, I think Aaron is more talented than Tom Brady. That's just my opinion. That's why he's on this team. But I would have no problem putting Tom Brady on there too. But that's, that's how I have it rolling. So, again, offense, Rodgers, Barry Sanders, Jerry Rice, Don Hudson, Randy Moss, Rob Gronkowski, Anthony Munoz protecting the blind side. John Hanna, left guard. Jim Otto, Gene Upshaw, a couple of Raiders up there in the middle. Forrest Gregg protecting the right side. Adam Vinatieri as the kicker. All right, you guys can yell at me and tell me how wrong and stupid I am. I don't care. It's my team if I could build it anyway. This is how I'm building it. This is the team I'm going into battle with, okay? Yeah. All right, quick break. Then we got uh, the NBA and, and uh, baseball all-time teams coming up after this hey this is nfl insider mike silver and you are in luck because you're listening to the man cave podcast with dan casper the green bay packers are never boring neither is this podcast enjoy moving on to the nba so my all-time nba team uh i did a little bit more than just the the starting five so i i did the starting five you know everybody kind of does their all-time starting five for for basketball or the nba right so 
Uh, I did obviously did that, but also did uh, the next five. So like, you know, the second team, the, the the bench players. Although these dudes, I mean, they're they're not bench players, but hey, I get to create my all time team, right? And then I got coach too. I got I picked a head coach here. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, my head coach, you, you got some good ones. You can go Red Auerbach back in the day. Um, you could go. Uh, Greg Popovich, if you wanted, Pat Riley. But I went with Phil Jackson. And I know one of the criticisms, and hey, I used to do it as a kid too, all right? When when he was the head coach with the Bulls, I'd be like, well, no no shit, it's easy to win with, you know, Michael Jordan and and, and all that stuff. And, you know, not as much with, with the Lakers, but at the same time, it's like, you know, a lot of people will look at, well, he had Jordan, he had Kobe, and he had Shaq and, and Pippen. You know, no wonder why he he won so many championships. But, you know, I would argue, too, yes, great. He had great players to coach. But at the same time, what were those teams doing before he got there? They were always falling short. They were never playing up to expectations. And when you look at some of those teams, I think perhaps the, the biggest thing, you know, Phil Jackson – a lot of people know triangle offense, that sort of thing. But I think the biggest thing that that Phil Jackson was able to do was to like manage all of those different personalities on the Bulls teams. You know, obviously with Rodman, and then you had Jordan, you had Pippen, and then you go to the Lakers and trying to you know with the Kobe Shaq dynamic over there. So I think that was the biggest thing that that, that Phil Jackson was able to bring to those teams was you know able to. To manage that, that's why they call him the Zen Master. So, my coach, uh, I, I went with Phil Jackson because, I mean, when I I think if you are going to be, you know, putting a, together an all time team, you're going to have a lot of personalities, and you're going to need somebody who can manage all those darn personalities. So that's why I've got I've got Phil because he's got experience in there. So, uh, let's just let's go with the the bench players first. All right. So, uh, again, these are not bench players, and again, this is just mine. Okay, I know my picks. They're not going to be the same as everybody else's. You know, it's just it's just a fun thing. Everybody's going to have a different starting five. It's it's nice, playful banter. You know, so don't get too worked up. I'm just yeah. This is my starting, or I should say my my starting five and then my my bench. But again, these are not bench players. But anyways, my backup point guard. I'm going Steph Curry. Now I know if you listen to the to the radio show, I. I was like, last week, I, I think it was, I was like, I, I don't view Steph Curry as a point guard. I mean, the guy's guy's a shooter. But as much as I'm not the biggest fan on, on transition threes and, and all that, there's no denying how much Steph Curry has, one, changed the game, but perhaps the best, easily one of the best shooters in, in all of NBA history. So... I mean, I gotta have him on my team with with that three point shot. I, I just ha- I have to. So, I've got Steph Curry. Let's call it point guard. Let's call it one of the guard spots. Kobe Bryant is his backcourt mate. Uh, Kobe Kobe Bryant's my next player uh, coming off the bench there. If you want to call him at the, at the two guard there, and then you know I, I I should back up here a little bit because I tried to when I first did this. I did the typical center, power forward, small forward, shooting guard point guard but really a lot of these guys 
I think you can you can play in different positions. So I I'm I'm a believer that many of these players or many of these positions are becoming positionless. Now you got a couple people that are like, well, duh, they're center and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know. I think there's the NBA and, and a lot of these players you can plug into different positions and, and they'll still be effective. So my next one, I went with Giannis. Uh, I went with Giannis, the Greek freak. I, I, I've got no problem putting him in my top ten already uh, for my for my all time team. So I mean, you, you're adding in a six foot eleven, one of the the best of all time in, in terms of like just pure domination, going to the hole, driving to the hole. So I've got the Greek freak, uh, and then I've got Tim Duncan coming off the bench as well, Mister Fundamental. So we've got some wingspan up there because my center then is Kareem. I'm going with Kareem. So, Jay Billis, start uh, start taking your shots and your drinks because that's a lot of wingspan down low right there with Kareem, Duncan, and Giannis. And then, I mean, come on, you've got uh, you got Kobe who can create off the dribble, and then you got Steph Curry who can just stop and pop right there from the corner or from straight on. So, that's that's my uh, second team. I don't like using the word bench. Second team. Now. Let's go into the starters. Wish we could play a little bit of the, you know, Alan Parsons Chicago Bulls starting lineup song when we get into this one. Uh point guard, again, I this is if he played in today's game, I don't know, you know, he I think he probably would be referred to mostly as a point forward. Uh, but I'm going Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson as my as my point guard. My two guard, no question, MJ, Michael Jordan. And then let's just call them forwards because I think you can make the case for either one of these guys playing a typical power forward or small forward. But my forwards, I've got LeBron. And then I'm going Larry Bird, Larry Legend himself. Uh, I've got Larry Bird on there. And then my center, I know I might be in the minority in this one because you know people are like, oh, you know, Kareem, back up, what are you doing? Guy with the most MVPs, points, all that sort of stuff. But I'm going Shaq, and personally, I just, you know, I don't know of another center who could try to slow him down. Just the, the pure physical dominance of, of a Shaq. And you got Shaq, and you're pairing him up with LeBron and, and Jordan. I mean, that's good luck defending that. Yeah, you've got centers who are taller and, you know, could could alter the shots like a Kareem or something like that. But in terms of just pure domination and a, and a big man who can run the court like that, yeah, I'm going with Shaq right there. So, again, recap my coach is Phil Jackson, starting five Shaq, Bird, LeBron, Jordan, Magic. Uh, the second team, Kareem, Duncan, Giannis, Kobe, Steph, Curry. All right, that's the NBA. We'll take a quick break. Now we're going to do Major League Baseball, MLB. This one's a little bit tougher because, I mean, you can go way back in the day. And a lot of those guys, or some of these guys, I never got to see. But going based off history and what the what the historians say. You know me, I love my history. So we're going to finish this up with, the, with my all-time baseball team. And for this one, I went uh, position players, and I did include a DH. I went with a manager, and I went with a starting pitcher, relief pitcher, and a closer. So, all right, quick break. Baseball, up next. 
Hey, we're just taking a quick time out to remind you to follow me on the socials on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Remember, it's Casper with a K. And once in a while, I like to do a Q&A segment with you all. So I'm always looking for questions. Hit me up with a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with a question for an episode on the Man Cave Podcast. Sports, movies, hobbies, Bigfoot, it doesn't matter. Send those questions on over. All right, so let's finish up this episode of the Man Cave Podcast going over my all-time Major League Baseball team. So again, if you were just listening in the prior segment when we were finishing up the the NBA one, I went with uh, the, the typical position players. I included a DH, and I went with a starting pitcher, a relief pitcher, and a closer, also a manager. All right, so... Let's start it off with uh, with the manager, and again with with baseball. You, I mean, there's a lot of the all time greats, and a lot of the best players, way, way, way before my time. In fact, a lot of you listening right now, way before your time uh, as well. But the one thing we know about, like especially when it comes to baseball and, and, and history, and that we can can kind of gauge and, and get a good feel and and well, a good look and a good idea of who are some of the best of all time, anyways, right? So. Uh, my manager, I'm going way back in the day, Joe McCarthy. He managed uh, the Cubs from 1926 to 1930, the Yankees from 31 to 46, and then Boston 48 to 50. Uh, 2,125 wins for a 615 winning percentage, won nine pennants and won seven World Series in 24 seasons as a major league uh, manager. He never had a losing record. Think about that. Never had a losing record. So Joe McCarthy is my skipper, my manager for this ball club. My starting pitcher, I mean, you've got a lot you could choose from, right? And again, this is my pick, how I would do it. Yes, there's a little bit of homerism. Yes, there's a little bit of fanism in these picks. Not going to deny it. Not going to not going to shy away from it. But I'm going Nolan Ryan. I've always been a fan of Nolan Ryan. Um, you know, is he the best of all time? Probably not. For, for many people, you know, they might throw in some other uh, other arguments out there. But I just, I was always a big fan of Nolan Ryan. I, I loved Nolan Ryan's game. So I'm going Nolan Ryan. And then for relief pitcher, you know, you've got today's game where you've got uh, a lot of relief pitchers who, you know, middle relief guys who come in and, and pitch a couple innings. Brewers fans, you know, maybe that's what we kind of thought what Josh uh, Josh Hader was going to turn into. You know, you got Miller uh, that did it for for Cleveland. A few years ago, remember the epic World Series between Cleveland and the Cubbies there? But for the most part, when you look at some of the best relief pitchers of all time, a lot of them are are considered closers, you know, those type of guys. So I went with Dennis Eckersley as my relief pitcher. One, he used to be a starter and transitioned into a closer and and was one of the best to to ever do it as well. So I kind of like that experience of, you know, say Nolan Ryan struggling a little bit, and then you got to bring in Dennis to pitch a couple innings. Let's do it up right there. So, I got Dennis Eckersley as my relief pitcher, and then my closer. Got to go with Mariano Rivera. Just got to go with Mariano Rivera, best of all time, right there at uh, at the closing position. So, all right. So, with my position players, how I'm going to do it, I'll go and how I would write up the batting lineup. All right, this is how I would you know do the lineup card. I'm turning it in or I've got the I got the book. This is how I would put them in place. Now again, I get it. A lot of people are like, well, that's not the best player at that position. 
yes, a little fanism is coming in. But, hey, this is my team. This is my ball club. Batting and leadoff and playing right field, I was always a big fan, Tony Gwynn. I want a table setter up there. I want a guy that's going to get consistently on base. Tony Gwynn, man. I'm putting him at my leadoff spot. And then playing third base, you could go, well, Mike Schmidt, that's a, that's an easy choice right there with the home runs. But, again, I was a big Chipper Jones fan. I was a big Chipper Jones fan. I've got Chipper going in that number two spot right there, batting number two. And then batting in the three spot, center fielder, Ken Griffey Jr. You can go Willie Mays. You can go, you know, a couple other options there. But for me, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Ken Griffey Jr. At, at that three spot. And this is all, you know, with the assumption every player is healthy. All right, every single player is healthy. My DH it made this a little bit easier because you know you're like, oh, do I want to put him in right field or not? But incorporating the DH, Babe Ruth. I mean, come on, Babe Ruth, DH, right there. So. Uh, and then first base, I've got Lou Gehrig. Just a machine over there. Left field, I'm going Ted Williams. Uh, betting at number six there. Number seven, uh, I'm going to go at uh, catcher Johnny Bench. Second base, Roger Hornsby batting at number eight. And then at shortstop, Onus Wagner. You know, a lot of a few of these players, probably more than a few of these players, you know, Lou Gehrig, Wagner. Williams, Ruth, Hornsby. Yeah, you know, I wasn't I wasn't around to to watch them play, but I consider myself uh, a student of uh the history of sports. So I, I love my history of sports. Absolutely love it. I've done my fair share of, you know, reading and researching and, and all that sort of stuff. And this is it to me it's a nice mixture of some of the all-time greats and all these players I would I would think you would consider all-time greats but to me it's a, it's a nice mixture of you know shout outs to the past a little bit more of the present here a little bit too I like this lineup now the one player I wish I could have uh put in here and if I was going to you know if I had to make a substitution anywhere I'd put Hank Aaron in there there's there's no doubt about it I if if I had one more spot to fill if I wanted a uh, one more player to add on here, whether you know he was, you can say, well, he could be a bench bat, or you know, you plug him in as a starter, and the other person would be uh, a bench bat. I'd put Hank Aaron in here, no doubt about it. It's not a knock on Hank Aaron by any means. You know, I'd put him in right field, no problem. Have Tony Gwynn, you know, maybe coming off the bench, vice versa, that sort of thing. But I kind of looked at it when I came up with my lineup card. I want a table setter for some of the big bats behind him, and that's Tony Gwynn. I want a guy that's going to consistently get on. So I went with him, but no doubt I would put Hank Aaron as my next next person on here. So I just think with like Major League Baseball, you kind of have to, when you, come, when you come up with your all-time favorite team, or not favorite teams, but your all-time team, when you create it, you do have to pick some players you did not witness in your life. I mean, because Babe Ruth, if Babe Ruth is not on your team, I mean, he's. We know he's one of the best to ever do it, right? We we know that. Baseball's got that unique. Um, how do I want to say this? It's unique about it because it's a little bit different from football. I would argue. So, like, you know, a lot of people might not put Otto Graham as as their all time quarterback on their all time team. 
Because you might make the case, well, the game is so much different. You know, it's like Otto Graham, could he play in today's game, for instance? Who knows? But like Babe Ruth and his bat, how, you know, baseball, yes, it's changed. The pitchers have changed and, and hitters have changed. But we look at, you know, what Babe Ruth, and he's known for the, the home run ball, for, for his offense. And we still put him up there as one of the best of all time, if not the best of all time. So while the game has changed, I think the game probably hasn't changed as much as it has like in you know in, in the NFL and in, in football. Babe Ruth, I think, could still probably hit a ton of home runs if he still played today. But, you know, you can look at second base if I were to you know, maybe pick some guys that uh, I witnessed. You know, maybe you change it up or maybe you go a little bit more versatility. Hey, maybe I put Cal Ripken Jr. over there. Do you think Cal Ripken Jr. could probably play second base? I think Cal Ripken Jr. could probably play second base or Chip Jones or something like that over there. But you know what? I I, I wanted to give a shout-out to or a little bit of a nod to, to the history. And, again, I consider myself a student of uh, the history of sports. I love my history of sports, and I'm confident with these picks. Yeah, Onus Wagner, I don't know of anybody who's probably listening to this podcast that was around that watched Onus Wagner play. But you know what? History tells us that he was one of the best, maybe not, or maybe even the best shortstop of all time. One of the best over there, too. So, again, recapping it, my manager, Mr. McCarthy, my starting pitcher, Nolan Ryan, Dennis Eckersley is my relief pitcher, Mariano Rivera is my closer, Tony Gwynn batting the leadoff, Chip Jones, number two, Ken Griffey Jr., number three, Babe Ruth, four, Lou Gehrig, five, Ted Williams, six, Johnny Bench, seven, Roger Hornsby, eight, Onus Wagner at nine. So there you go. That's my all-time Major League Baseball team. Banter away, yell at me, criticize me. It's all in fun. I don't care. All I do care is thank you for listening to this uh, episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Don't forget... Tell your peeps, tell your friends, tell your family. Listen to the podcast, subscribe. It's free and give us a good rating. We'll talk with you next time. And again, thanks for listening to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Hey everyone, Dan again. Before I let you go, I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. If you could do me a favor, though, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and give it a five-star rating, that would be awesome. Don't worry, it's free to subscribe. And make sure you're following me on Twitter at Dan Casper. Remember, that's Casper with a K. And liking the page at Facebook at facebook.com slash Casper Sports. See you next time in the Man Cave.